Jim, it is early this morning. Yes, Kevin, it is coffee and donuts early this morning. Yeah, but I'm excited about it because Thursday night, Renee and I went to South Pacific. By yeah, the I heard that's Theater. a great show, man. It was, and we were driving home, and I said, Renee, who was that guy who seemed really into what he was doing? He was really focused on it, good singer. I, I hadn't seen him in anything before. And Renee opens the the program, which I hadn't actually looked at yet. And she said, it's the guy you're interviewing Saturday for the podcast. And I said, really? That's uh, that's pretty coincidental. Oh, man, that sounds like fun. What do you say we do it right now? Sounds good. Welcome to our Jackson home, Front Porch Conversations without the front porch. I'm here joined on the board by Kevin Adelsberger. How are you doing, Kevin? Jim, other than it's 8 a.m. on a Saturday. Oh, yeah. I'm great. Tell you what, um, you mentioned a great show that Jackson Theater Guild is doing, South Pacific, and that you got, went and saw. But we have a guest today that, that also has his own song. And you might even think of it as a song that... Uh, Jackson, Tennessee song, right? Tell us about it. Yeah, so I was cruising Facebook, as I'm prone to do, and one of my friends, Chrissy Watson, who works at the Star Center, she's been a guest on this podcast before, she uh, shared this song uh, about the city of Jackson, and we, me as a person, and us as our Jackson home, love when people support the city with their gifts. And so this song was was uh, a man who hadn't met until this morning, Tony Reedy, sharing his gifts of music, uh, singing a song about the city of Jackson. And I liked it so much, and, and our Jackson home liked it so much, we wanted to have him on this morning. So good morning, Tony. Thanks for joining us. Hey, good morning. Good morning. Uh, Tony, you have uh, a lot of... You've become very involved in the city of Jackson, and we're going to talk about that in a minute. But how did you get to Jackson? Okay. Well... Let me start from the beginning. Well, let's go quickly over the beginning and focus more on the recent moves, but yeah, go ahead and start there. You probably want to skip over things like your birth in elementary school <laughs> yeah. and just go right into the meat of the matter, the heart of who you are. Yes. Gotcha, gotcha. Cool. Um, well, um, born in the Philippines, raised in Japan. Um, dad was in the military, then retired as a missionary, and then I moved to Memphis for college in 2004. And... Um, got an education degree and um so i got involved with the church and so we ended up having a satellite campus here it's called life church jackson and so i moved up here for that reason so but i needed a job so then um started teaching uh, fifth grade in shelby county and then i moved down to jackson um teaching at the montessori school at bemis in kindergarten and now i'm a first through third grade teacher that's awesome so uh, the montessori school is a really popular school in jackson i have lots of friends who send their kids there what uh, what do you like about the Montessori method? What do you like about that school in general? I really I really like the um, just how that the the look towards education. I mean, their academics is definitely important, but then it's more than just academics. It's the social aspect, the mental aspect of the child. We also you know teach about um, conflict resolution, and so we're really trying to teach to the whole child. And the the way they learn also is very hands-on early on with kindergarten and first and going on up. So they all kind of just tear down. They're, everything is connected. And so I, I love it. I love it. Now, my for our listeners who don't know about Montessori, 
it's not like traditional education where you kind of stand in front of the room and teach everybody, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Help me understand what, what does Montessori mean? So um, I guess trying to explain it in a way that you could like visualize it and think about it, um, the, the rooms are pretty much set looking like a living room in a way. There's shelves, there's things on the shelves, there's carpet, there's tables or desks. And so the teacher is pretty much acts as a guide and so gives small groups. Very rarely is there a whole group lesson. Um, and so it's just like the teacher is pulling out small groups while the other students are working on what we call like a work plan. So there's a list of things that they're supposed to get done throughout the day. And so while they're doing that, the teacher is giving those individual lessons and pulling them aside so that they can move on with their learning. So each student's kind of on their own track? Mm-hmm. Yep, for the most part, yes. I mean, some are operating on the same. They may be in the same race. Mm-hmm. But say he wants to learn something different, well, they can go off on that. I mean, it's still directed by the teacher. Mm-hmm. Words like math and reading, they may be on the same level. But say he may learn faster in a different way. He may progress, and the other one, other student may progress also, but in a different direction, but still learning what they're supposed to according to Tennessee State standards. Is it kind of like you're using the Socratic method? Not only are you teaching material, but you're also instilling in the child the desire to want to learn by saying, okay, you want, you want to know about that? Well, let's talk about that. Let's pursue that. You want to know about history? Here's something you can read, and just sort of fostering that sort of environment to where they want to learn? Yeah, yeah, um, definitely. Uh, for example, I had some, um, my class, some of my students in my class got really into the Titanic this year. And so it became, I was like, all right. And so they, they wanted to just like watch and get, I didn't have a lot of information. So I was like, okay. So, you know, our idea is if we don't know the information, well, let's research. Let's do research. So mm-hmm. they get on the computer, they do the research. And I noticed that several of them were just watching videos about the Titanic. And it's like, you know what? Um, hey, let's, let's do something different because you're going you're gonna to share what you're doing with what you're learning. Mm-hmm. And so how about you begin taking notes on what you're listening to? And so they would sit down, have their headphones on, watch the videos. And then I would see them and they're just like writing, taking notes. I'm like, awesome just all these notes about how many stacks there were how heavy it was how many how many lifeboats were there Mm -hmm. and so they were always excited to listen and share what they had learned about the titanic that's really neat you're able to capture something the students are excited Mm -hmm. about and then turn that into an educational opportunity yeah trying to catch that and you know kevin i grew up in a house full of girls and i was forced to watch titanic more than i'd like to and i've got to say that that one scene where she's on the driftwood there's more than enough room for both of them. <laughs> uh, another Titanic-related reference. Yeah. Apparently, someone is creating a new Titanic, uh, which just sounds like a terrible idea. Yes. Whoa. But um, so you can Google that later. Do your research, uh, Tori, uh, Tony, and come back and um, give us a report on that. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> and and so um, the Montessori school is one of the. Um, one of the highlights of our school system right now. There's a lot of good stuff that's happening. Tony, from an insider's perspective, what are some of the exciting things happening in our school system right now? Uh, one of the things is that um, right now there's Division 2020 push, and so which is the system trying to operate more efficiently, mm-hmm. and so which which is important, which is important, and we're all everybody's trying to do what's best for the system, but also still trying to keep the child in the forefront. Yeah, and so it's it's it, it's a process, 
and they were trying to get a lot of community input of you know, options, and so it's it's exciting to see what's going to eventually happen. Absolutely. Well, I've got to attend several of those meetings, and I've been really impressed with the consultants from uh, Kimberly Horn, and and I think uh, what they're going to bring back is going to be really exciting for the city. Mm-hmm. Now we're getting ready to head into the first break, and I always like to to throw in something fun here. And so when I was um, stalking your Facebook page before this interview, <laughs> I noticed that you said you're a fan of pizza. Now, Jim, our uh, director of production here, says it's what is it's my kryptonite. It's your kryptonite. <laughs> yes. Uh, and so if Jim was Superman, pizza would be his kryptonite. Um, so, Tony, drop it on us. This might be the most controversial thing said the entire day. Uh-oh. What is your favorite pizza place in Jackson? Ooh, that's an easy answer. Rock and dough. I can see that. A lot of people like rock and dough. Okay, I've got to ask you a question on this. There, People always argue what makes a pizza great, and they'll say toppings or they'll say sauce. But, see, it's my opinion that it's the crust because you can have mm. the best toppings in the world, but if it's on a foul cornbread Overly thick, too chewy, not cooked properly. It's not going to taste right. I mean, in your opinion, what makes a perfect pizza? If you were to create a pizza, money was no object. Mm -hmm. What would you put on it? Well, see, there's a process with me. I'm going to another place, never been to, and and they have pizza. I get the most generic pizza or I get what they're most popular for. So the generic pizza is always pepperoni. Pizza, I believe, should have a balance of taste between the crust and the sauce and the cheese and the meat or, or the toppings. And so, you know. Connoisseur here, people. Mm-hmm. Have you ever heard of uh, that big thing on the net right now, the pizza cake? Oh, my gosh. I saw that. Yes. That was, re- oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's like, it like, you want to eat it, but it's like, I'm going to die after I eat it. And it's like, oh, oh what a way to go, though. Have you, have you seen this, Kevin? What you it, can't see right now, everybody is the excitement and the joy that is on the face of Jim and Tony. Yeah. Have you seen this? It's about it's about two foot tall. It looks like um looks like a barrel of pizza. Oh. I uh fortunately I haven't or I would have eaten it already. So I think we should probably go to the break, guys. So <laughs> I gotta clean up my drool here. Uh, sitting between the Tennessee and Mississippi rivers, this is our Jackson home. with our Jackson home. Uh, we're here with the creator of the Jackson, Tennessee song. And Kevin, he's not just a singer, right? He's also big on community involvement. Tell yeah. us a little bit about that. So, Tony, you you teach in the Montessori School, which as a teacher, you're, you have to be involved in the community. Mm-hmm. Um, you're very important to our community, but you also do a lot of other stuff. So uh, you mentioned that you come up came up here to be part of a church. Why would someone move towns move cities and jobs and all that kind of stuff just to do that uh, good question and um, it was really just 
Um, I've been, I just felt God was calling me to, to make that move. I'd been serving, driving up from Memphis to Jackson on Sundays, um, and I got involved with the leadership, uh, our leadership classes that we had in Memphis, and it just after going through that, I just felt that God was calling me to, to move out to Jackson. Gotcha. And so uh, do you serve in the Life Church anyway here locally? Yeah, I lead worship occasionally, and um, I'm over the the media and the audio team, so we make sure everything's up on when it's supposed to, everything sounds good. Mm-hmm. Great. Well, that's pretty neat. And then uh, are there other ways you're involved in the community? Yeah, um, I get to be a part of the Jackson Choral Society. It's a you know vocal group, and then we also have instruments every now and then. And then there's three concerts coming up this this new season. I think one of them we get to actually sing with the symphony. Ooh, so okay. I'm super excited for that one. I yeah. think it's in the winter. And um, I'm also on, on the Lana board. So okay. Yeah. So what what is uh, uh, tell us for those that don't know what is the Lana neighborhood and what does the board do? So we're just really trying to grow the community in that area, uh, trying to reach out and get people excited to be there. And so trying to provide other events like we do the, the Mardi Gras parade, kids parade, where we kind of the kids all walk around and get dressed up, and um, amps, amp, amp nights they're there. And so we're just trying to keep that community involvement around there. And what area is that of town? Um, I don't know the exact streets, but you know you have. Uh, the Lamb where Lambeth campus it extends up to a little bit of downtown, um, mm-hmm. and I'm not sure in the direction of Highland that it goes to, but I know it's in that area. Jim, we should uh, have the Lana board on the podcast soon. Yeah, that would be cool. Uh, they're really community involved, and I think we have. So why don't you uh, get them in touch with us, Tony? Yeah, they would See, love. That's to what's do this. cool about all a lot of Jacksonians we've talked to. They just don't live here. They love it here. Hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And as we mentioned at the top of the show, you're also involved with the Jackson Theater Guild. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Yes. Uh, South Pacific is a third production I've had the opportunity to be a part of. I was in Hairspray, got to be seaweed, and then um, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. I, was, I played a Frenchman, and so that was fun. Um, being a part of it has been one of the things I really look forward to during the summer. Mm-hmm. Um, Billy Warboys, he's you know lead set designer, and he just he does a great job, and he's passionate about it. So I enjoy working with him. Yeah, we had a great job, great time seeing uh, South Pacific on Thursday, and um, unfortunately, by the time this podcast comes out, it'll already be over. So if you didn't get to see the the Theater Guild's production of South Pacific, you really missed out on a great opportunity there. So the reason we had you on here today, Tony, was because you wrote this wonderful song about the city that we love. Um, why don't you tell us about how you went about writing it? What inspired you to just sit down and start writing this song? And what are some of your favorite parts about it? Uh, so the, it came about, it was kind of like over like a process of days and um, or weeks. And just, you know, sometimes I'd hear people moving out or having to leave Jackson. Some people were moving by choice to Nashville. and um, But... It just kind of happened to me like Jackson was really growing on me. It mm-hmm. seemed like it was a place where I could really like plant my feet. And normally being a part of a military brat or an always moving, planting my feet has always been something that I've not really done. Mm-hmm. And so just so because Jackson was growing on me, I was like, man, I really want to just the only way I could think about it is just put it in music. And um, and that's what I ended up doing, just thinking about all the things that I've 
been to and what I love about Jackson, Tennessee, and mm-hmm. putting it into a song. Except for Van Drive on Saturday. Except, <laughs> yeah, now, which is an interesting part of it. <laughs> yeah, We're going to play this song a little bit later, guys, but I, I want to put out a personal challenge that uh, see if you can find all the Jackson, Tennessee references in the song. Yeah, there's a lot of them. Yes, there is a lot, <laughs> including in there. a really subtle reference to the Jackson Escape Rooms, a friend of ours. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, I love what they're doing. I mean, it's not hey, let's go to Nashville or let's go to Memphis for these events. No, let's bring that event to Jackson, and that's mm-hmm. what they did. They they took a chance and they brought it here. Yeah, that's one of the reasons we've been so supportive of them. Now you mentioned uh, Van Drive at night. I asked, before we uh, before you came here, I was asking Kevin, what's the reason for the Van Drive Saturday Night Line? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, I don't really drive that much. But <laughs> it's been a long time since I've actually uh, driven. But could you explain what the van drive Saturday night and why it's no, sir? <laughs> well, it's like I've only been living here for like five years. And so I've already gotten to know Saturday, Saturday van drive noon. That time is just if you're in your car trying to drive past there. You'll be there for a while. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like, okay. And it, I was like, I was listening to other people like, hey, I'm not the only person who feels this. Absolutely. Like, right. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, are there any other specific references that you're just like, I can't believe I was able to fit that into a song? Um, wow. Uh, I'm trying to think about it. Uh, there, there are some things I wanted to put in the song, but mm-hmm. um, just... I couldn't even find a good rhyme to it or I just mm-hmm. couldn't fit it in. Um, I fit a lot of the things that I thought were um, important to the city like Casey Jones and the Miss Tennessee pageant, the you know the opportunity that Jackson, Tennessee gets to host it every time. Absolutely. Jackson Generals. Yes, Jackson Generals, uh-huh. winning by landslide, you know, yeah. Now, when you... Uh, did you research the history of Jackson at all or did you already know the the references you used in the, in the song? This was... Um, as much as I wanted it to be a song just for people of Jackson, it was just also a song from from me. And so all the things that I've been to, all the things I mentioned in the song, and so it was just those parts also really meant something to me. Because if uh, the listeners out there don't know a lot about the history of Jackson, we've got Casey Jones, the guy who gave his life for the people on the train, uh, Casey Jones Village, big tourist attraction here. Yeah, and of course Carl Perkins. And, yes, oh, and yeah. great rockabilly, rockabilly singer, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, rockabilly Hall of Fame right downtown. Have you ever been line dancing at the Rockabilly Hall of Fame? Yeah. I have not. Uh, I've I seen ha- that sign up there though. I've been like struggling. Should I go in? Should I go not? But line dancing is fun. Yeah, I, the I've been called Carl Perkins amazing and one of their biggest influences. Yeah. Uh, he's uh, definitely something that helped put Jackson on the map. And I've been to line dancing at the Rockabilly, and uh, I can't say that I was very good at it, but it was a good time. And so, Tony, if you're ready, we would love to hear performance of your song. Yeah. Okay, guys, for your listening pleasure, we present Tony and the song Jackson, Tennessee. <laughs> Yeah. 
From the north of Florida to south 45 Driving past the KC And the farmer's market in spring, fall, and summer Saturday van drive, no sir It don't matter, I want to roll That was such a great song, and that is why we wanted to have you on today, Tony. Thank you so much for coming on and performing that. Oh, thanks for having me. If you want to hear more singing by this gifted musician, you can check him out at a lot of Jackson Theater Guild performances, especially during the summer, the Jackson Choral Society, and at his church, Life Church. Um, if they wanted to come hear you sing at Life Church, when would they? When would they do that? Yeah, we have uh, services at ten thirty. I mean, ten and eleven thirty. And if they wanted to, find, where would they find out about that church online? Uh, you can find out at thelifechurch.com. Great. Well, thank you so much for coming on today. It was a pleasure. Oh, thank you. And if you want to find more great Our Jackson Home content, visit our Facebook, YouTube, Twitter pages, and our website at www.ourjacksonhome.com. From all of us here on the front porch, happy listening and enjoy Jackson, Tennessee. Today's show was hosted by Kevin Adelsberger and Jim Wilhelm. It was produced and edited by Jim Wilhelm. Bumper music supplied by Aaron Harden. This podcast was recorded at The Co. And for more information about The Co., visit www.attheco.com. And for more information on Our Jackson Home, or to suggest podcast guests or story ideas, visit us at www.ourjacksonhome.com. Thank you.